0: Hey, Toronto. Welcome to House of Market Podcast. I'm Dave.
1: And I'm Kate.
0: Great to see you again.
1: Yeah. We are two realtors on the Dave Dubin & Associates team. That's me. Is that you? That's me. Two realtors on the Dave Dubin & Associates team here with Sotheby's International Realty. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in.
1: Yeah. If you have questions about your property, if you just want an update on the market conditions and what's going on in Toronto, tune in every week. We love to talk property.
0: And if we're talking about property taxes... Let's talk about all the
1: taxes. All the taxes.
0: If you're looking to purchase in Toronto in 2024, there is a lot of taxes that you need to consider if you're looking at the total cost of ownership. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking to buy in Toronto, what are the taxes you need to know about?
1: So there's quite a few. We've got a double land transfer tax, one that's municipal, one that's federal. There's a luxury tax associated with that for properties over $3 million. We have the regular property taxes that you'll pay on your home. Yeah a vacancy tax, and a foreign buyer tax.
0: So the talk of the week has been property taxes here in Toronto.
1: Yes, and we discussed it last week as well.
0: Yeah, we've got the the teaser coming that there was going to be a significant increase, and the numbers have come out. The increase that they were announcing was uh, 10.5, so it still needs to be approved. I think the most, we, we can get into that number, a double-digit increase and what that means and, and really where that all comes from. But I I think the interesting thing was the tactic of, listen, it it could be as high as 16.5% if uh, the federal government doesn't give us uh, a quarter billion dollars.
1: It sounds like the government's government's looking to put a little uh, political and public pressure on the federal government.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised they jumped over the the provincial because... The city and Ontario just did a deal with with Ontario Place and the DVP and the Gardener, So they they probably were saying, hey, let's go ask mom and dad for the money.
1: Yeah, and Ontario is an expensive place to run. We need help from mom and dad, from the federal government.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. It's an interesting tactic. There's definitely been pushback just looking at this the initial sticker value. When you dive into it a little bit more, nobody likes to see those numbers, but it's a little bit more understandable. So it's actually based off of 2016 appraisals.
1: And those were supposed to be reassessed in 2020, which got pushed because of COVID. We
0: we all know what happened.
1: Yeah. So it looks like this could actually be a lot more significant than people are thinking once those new assessment numbers come in. Because a lot of people's homes are not worth the same value that they were. Yeah, twenty. It's
0: on average, I think to the homeowner, it's about 30 bucks a month.
1: Yeah. For the average price. Yeah. Um,
0: based right now at that, at that 10 and a half percent. Just stop drinking Starbucks. I thought you were going to go a different way with the Disney plus Canada's fine. finance minister who Toronto is hoping can provide a quarter billion for us. Where did this come about? And the new mayor is also taken a lot of flack for being the one who proposed this and their team. But one of the big sources of revenue when it comes to real estate for Toronto is the second land transfer tax, the, the municipal land transfer tax, right? Yeah.
1: Everyone who lives in Toronto, their favorite yeah. second tax to pay. <laughs>
0: yeah. And we covered last week, numbers were really down. Yep. I think a low in 20 years. So, hey, less money is coming in. They're going to try and recruit that some way. We've also seen the addition of the luxury tax. So when you're buying now in 2024, over 3000000 million, you're going to have to pay additional Higher amounts on that municipal land transfer tax. So, Kate, 2024, we've got a few new things that property owners or people looking to move in Toronto can expect. And I'll just ruin the surprise for you. Taxes have gone up.
1: <laughs> Which taxes, Dave? Uh,
0: a number of them. But uh, I was talking about the municipal land transfer tax for luxury properties. Over $3 million. Over $3 million. Yeah, absolutely. Toronto's has the distinction of being the only city in Canada with the uh, double land transfer tax, both the provincial and municipal.
1: Yes, and we did have to get special approval from mom and dad for that. Oh, yeah. Yes, and actually in recent years, we've had other municipalities looking at putting in a double land transfer tax, specifically York and Peel most recently. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want that. They think it's going to devalue their homes.
0: Yeah. So what happened with having the second land transfer tax was it's an additional source of revenue for the municipal government. And that allows Toronto historically to have lower property taxes. Mm-hmm. So you you pay more when you're moving. But overall, if you stay in your property for longer, you get to enjoy a lower property tax compared to a few jump over to Miss Sagar Peel.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of different sides to this from a seller's perspective. From a buyer and seller perspective, it makes them want to stay in their home longer because if they yeah. were to try and buy a move up property, they're going to have to pay that double land transfer tax if it wasn't their first home. It,
0: your, your transactional costs go up versus it, it hurts a little less when it's spread out. Yeah, exactly.
1: Spread out year to year. And yeah. when everybody's paying yeah. it.
0: The, the problem with taxes is it's really hard to cut them and bring them back yep. uh, once that revenue is coming in.
1: Okay. So for the luxury tax, if you're buying a $4 million property in Toronto, the municipal land transfer tax would have cost you $86,000. So this new luxury tax is going to bring that up by $10,000 as of okay. January 1st, 2024. It really starts making an impact when you get into those five to $10 million properties. So a $5 million property is now going to cost you $30,000 more and a... $10 million property is going to cost you $180,000 more. Okay. Now, to someone well, who is buying a 5 to $10 million home, these numbers may not matter as much, but they're also not stupid. And yeah. they don't want to pay tax if they don't have to.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of money on both sides. Yeah. Um, but when you're $10,000 when you're buying at the $4 million mark, yeah. um, it's palatable. I, I don't think it's going to be a huge deterrent. You'll probably see for the first two quarters of the year, buying agents using it as leverage to negotiate because, hey, it used to be this way. I I want you to pay for the increase.
1: Yeah. Or Um, a portion of it.
0: But I think it's just going to become adjusted.
1: Yeah. A lot of people seem to be saying that what they expect to happen is that it's more these properties in the four to five million rather than buying those and paying this extra tax. People are going to diversify a bit more and maybe buy a $2 million property out of Toronto and then a $2 million condo in the city. So they don't have to pay that. So a lot of people think it's going to be pushing up the numbers for those two to $3 million homes because there's going to be increased demand for them.
0: Yeah, with the additional cost of acquisition, buyers are going to go, okay, maybe I'll look at different options here. Yeah. And like you said, maybe I'll split it up over two different properties. Yeah. And it's going to cost me the same or less.
1: Or just go a little further north into York.
0: Uh, You mentioned pushing up property prices. I think it's going to definitely cause an increase in values for properties that are in that two to three range as you get more people saying, hey, maybe I'll look at a property that needs a little bit of work or I'll do the renovations myself and, and not have to pay the extra tax. And that way I can, it's going to be what i want i don't have to go Absolutely. with the the countertop that someone else picked or the yeah. co- but you know. then
1: you're still you're taking a 3 million dollar property and you're increasing the value through renovation so you're still yeah. pushing those prices up. Yeah. So i definitely think in that 2 to 3 million dollar range we're going to see that increase.
0: So that's the increase to the municipal land transfer tax.
1: Yeah. And the government has said that they expect with that increase they're going to see the most amount of money coming into the government through those 5 to 10 million dollar purchases. They're saying 62% of all funds they have coming in from this new tax is going to be from those five to $10 million homes. So at the high end, you don't have a lot of $20 million homes selling, no. and you're not getting a lot of tax from those $4 million homes. So it's really that five to 10 is like the sweet spot of where they expect to see more than yeah. half of the funds coming in.
0: Getting a lot more. Yeah. So it's still having its, its own separate municipal taxes. Yeah. It's still a significant amount. And that's why I think they didn't uh, collect enough last year. So that's why they're looking at raising property
1: taxes. Yeah. And on a million-dollar home, your double land transfer tax, you're looking at about $33,000.
0: One of the interesting conversations I had was, what does this mean? Is it just the landlords, the homeowners that are going to have to stomach this tax? In the Ontario Landlord-Tenant Agreement, if there's a significant increase to property taxes, that can allow landlords to apply to increase the rental rate over the Designated amount. Yeah,
1: that's typically done through capital expenditures if you can prove that you've made significant improvements to the property. But there also is a clause in there if there is a massive increase in taxes.
0: And the biggest increase on record would certainly qualify for that, I think. (laughs) Absolutely. But I I think it's like anything, you're going to have to do probably some serious paperwork. Yep. It's probably not gonna be the most streamlined system.
1: No, it usually takes over a year, but yeah. they will, if it does get approved, they do backdate all those payments owed. But now you've gotta go after a tenant for extra payment from a previous year.
0: Yeah, and when- I think they have the ability to spread the increase. Over three years, over, so. over multiple years.
1: <laughs> yeah. And for the Ontario rental increase right now, 2024, they've announced it's going to be two and a half percent, same as last year. Mm-hmm. The year before that, when we were recovering from COVID after they paused rates, so 2022, we were looking about one and a half percent. Yeah. So the maximum rate typically fluctuate, fluctuates anywhere from one and a half to three and a half percent. It's rare yeah. to see it go over that. Yeah. And of course, this only applies to buildings built prior to November 2018. Anything after that yeah. is not rent controlled by the government of Ontario and they can pretty much do whatever they want with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is scary for a lot of tenants who are looking to get into these newer, well-built buildings.
0: It's certainly a consideration. We've seen some purpose-built rentals, condo-style come, in, but that's certainly a consideration. Saying, "Hey, if I'm going to move into a brand new building, this is awesome. Brand new appliances. Nobody else has lived here. Love it. Great." But
1: I'm not rent controlled.
0: It's not rent controlled. You know what's that going to look like next year, two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now?
1: Absolutely. And you have to watch out with triplexes as well. If a property has recently been converted into a triplex or has been completely renovated into a triplex, a duplex, and no one has lived there as a tenant before, you're also not rent controlled.
0: So if it, basically if it's net new,
1: yeah, first yeah. occupancy yeah. for yeah. November 2018, you are not rent controlled. So
0: mm, lots of taxes here in Toronto for property owners to consider. So we've got the provincial land transfer tax. We've got the municipal land transfer tax. On top of the municipal land transfer tax, we've got the what's dubbed the luxury tax for those properties, over 3000000 million. We've got uh, A property the property big...
1: tax increase coming? <laughs>
0: yes. We, property tax increase coming. And now the vacancy tax. We're coming up on February-
1: February 29th. Make sure that you file your vacant declaration.
0: Yes, the declaration. You have
1: to uh, declare if someone has been living in your property or if it's been vacant for more than six months- Uh, It equals up to about 1% of the assessed property value. And there is a $21 late fee if you do not file it before February 29th. A
0: $21 late fee? A $21 late fee. I I think the number of properties that were actually assessed, the vacancy tax was really low. Yeah. Was it in the hundreds or thousands?
1: I think in the hundreds. There's not a lot of people. a, A lot of people are losing their appetite for rentals at the same time, though, because of the heavy... Restrictions for landlords yeah. in Ontario. So you know, some there are some people who just have properties and they'd rather keep it empty and just hold on to it.
0: I mean, it was a huge it was a huge buzz, and when it first came out, in hindsight, I don't know how effective it's going to be. But the big concern was that if you didn't fill out the declaration, or you maybe fibbed a little on the declaration, is that uh, there was a I think a ten thousand dollar fine that applied.
1: Yeah, I imagine there's still there still is that fine if you are caught lying. Um, And I imagine that, you know, if you don't file it somewhere between two to six months, that you're also going to get in trouble. That late fee is like if you miss February 29th, you automatically, everybody automatically gets that. That'll be a nice little lump sum of money. And the other thing with this tax is that it's fairly new. Yeah. So there's a very good chance that if the city keeps this tax, which as you've said, it's very difficult to get rid of a new tax once you have it in place, there's a very good chance that this is going to increase over the next couple of years. So maybe it'll become more effective. But as of right now, we haven't seen too much buzz about it. Not too many people talking about it. It's just there. And then we can also talk about the foreign buyer tax. Yes.
0: Yeah, so there's actually a foreign buyer prohibition currently yes. on until the end of 2024. Yeah, 21st. It was two years. But there's also a foreign buyers tax that's still in place because there, of course, is exemptions to the the, uh, prohibition.
1: So the prohibition is mainly for residential properties. So anyone buying commercial, I believe investment properties or secondary homes, I don't believe has to pay it, but it's mainly for residential and they've put this temporary ban on foreign buyers. So they didn't want to get rid of the tax because they do expect foreign buyers to be allowed to buy in the near future, end of this year. So they still want to keep that tax in place. But again, it's mainly for residential properties or pieces of land. And to
0: be clear, if you're a Canadian, you're an expat, you're living abroad, you can still purchase property Yes, a- as a Canadian citizen. or
1: Yeah, even if you have a permanent residency card, yeah. you don't have to pay this tax. It's for people who are not citizens of Canada Yeah, or residents, permanent residences. Yeah, so that is going to be expiring December 31st, 2024. I imagine it's going to be lifted at the end of... 2024. I am curious to see, how they calculate how effective it's been? Because as we saw, we had a record low of transactions last year. And I wonder if they're going to try and attribute any of that to the foreign buyer ban rather than the real culprit, which has been high interest rates.
0: The reality is you'll never know. Yeah. But
1: I'm curious to see how they spin it. Yeah.
0: It'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't think it had as much of a factor as everybody think it does.
1: I don't think so either. I think it's a small percentage. I think we said
0: it's a very as people know we work for probably the biggest international brokerage in the world, yeah. and probably handles a lot more international foreign buyers than than your average other uh, brokerage. We didn't see a whole lot of it. There's always some that happen. Yeah. But I, it's such a low percentage of overall purchases and sales.
1: A lot of people looking to buy outside of Canada, actually.
0: I certainly have had more phone calls about that <laughs> in the last two years. Yeah.
1: And affordability is a huge factor in yeah. that. But yes, yeah, with the foreign buyer tax, it was actually increased from 20% to 25% in 2022. Yeah. So basically, if you are a foreigner and you are trying to buy a home in Ontario under six family residences, one to six, yeah. you're going to be paying about $120,000 on an $800,000 home. Yeah.
0: So. I, I remember the timing of it. It was so interesting. It was like, "Oh, we're introducing a foreign a buyers prohibition, and by the way, the tax is going up."
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was, was a like, little. Okay, odd. wait.
0: How does that work? Yeah. If you're not allowed to buy. Why? I guess you can increase the tax. It, is that going to apply?
1: I think that kind of slid under the radar <laughs> yeah. because everyone was talking about the foreign buyers ban and everyone was yeah. freaking out about it. And it, they slid that right under the radar. That, yeah. that 5% increase. That's massive. That's yeah. huge.
0: So the foreign buyers ban was done on a federal level. Yeah. So it was done across the country, but the increase to the foreign buyers tax was done on the, was done by Ontario on, yeah. on the provincial level. Yep. Yeah. So he, but maybe they didn't coordinate their press releases. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate.
1: And what about inflation? What's happening with inflation? What's
0: inflation, Kate? What's going
1: on, Dave? Bank of Canada has a goal of 2% for inflation. Yeah. We're currently sitting at, just recently went up actually to 3.4%. Yeah. A little bit higher than they were expecting. We were sitting at 3.1% for two months, I believe. I know we've gone up to 3.4%. Yeah. Huge portion of that is related to gas, related to mortgage interest payments.
0: They were, it's seasonal, right? December certainly a Time where people will spend more, yep. so I think they were forecasting about to, to, to come in around 3.3. Okay, so it was a slightly higher, it makes for a good headline higher than expected. Yeah, maybe gets a few more clicks, sells a few more newspapers if, <laughs> if anybody's buying, but yep. actually, that'd be an interesting thing to see if interest if newspaper sales. Correlated? Do they, do, they, do they? Where do you buy a newspaper these days? Like, I, I, I get you get it delivered to sign up for the subscription, but like
1: know. a corner store. I don't even know if they have newsstands? the news. I don't even know if they have the newspaper boxes down the street. I get mine online.
0: Yeah, I I do everything online. Yeah. I, I don't. Know, or I'm at my parents' place. So yeah, I'll look at the newspaper.
1: But yeah, this inflation is definitely down from our peak when we were sitting around eight percent and people were losing their minds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, What does that translate if it's sticky? What does that mean? There was a lot of sort of the consensus is that the market's priced in four to six corrections okay. for interest rates to go down. Yep. That means you prob- probably probably one to one and a half percent for the overnight rate. A lot of people were saying this isn't going to happen until Q2. Then there's a lot of people that were more optimistic that it was going to happen earlier in the year. Uh-huh. Maybe not in January, but March. Yeah. So I, I just think that this kind of pushes it back closer to that. The Q2. Yeah, to so the Q2 mark, closer to summertime. Yep. Just because the the Bank of Canada likes to wait and see. Yeah. They definitely seem to be more reactionary yep. than, than proactive. proactive. Yep. And it's also, they've also waited too long to lower interest rates, might have lowered interest rates to you know, have them too low for too long, yep. raised them.
1: Too high, maybe too high. Too, 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 high high for too fast. <laughs> for fast.
0: I think there's, I mean, it's, it's also like one of the basic, biggest topics out there is inflation. I mean. It's
1: that, like when it's, you're shopping for a car and all you can see is car commercials. If you're looking to buy a home or you own a home. This is all you're talking about. And it used to be when you came up for refinancing or you're checking on it every year, you were keeping an eye on it. But now it's like people are looking at it monthly. We're getting bi-quarterly announcements from the Bank of Canada. That's becoming like a grand thing.
0: People are starting podcasts, just talking about
1: inflation. The day Bank of Canada (laughs) announces a rate, you're going to see 50 posts from realtors announcing it. It's like you're going to know. You're going to know if rates go down. It's going to be hard to miss. The eight realtors you follow are going to be shoving that down your throat. (laughs) But yeah, so you know, people are estimating and hoping that we're going to go from the five percent overnight rate down to maybe four.
0: Should I? What date should I circle on my calendar for to see those updates?
1: So we've got January twenty fourth, we've got March eighth, April twelfth, and June seventh are the first four, um, and they do them twice a quarter thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this was informative and gave you a little bit more information on the taxes in Toronto and the increase that we're hearing all about. Leave a comment down below. How much does this impact your decision to purchase or sell a property in Toronto or to purchase outside of Toronto?
0: It's certainly a discussion we've had with, with buyers that we enter into the new year and maybe opening up your searches a little bit into, into Mississauga, into Durham, yeah. to York.
1: Does this make you want to move a little bit further outside of the Toronto core?
0: Or is it just the cost of acquiring a property that's going to be factored in and recouped when you sell?
1: Exactly. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to like, leave a comment, hit subscribe. It helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. Again, I'm Kate. This is Dave.
0: Take care. We'll see you next time.